How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. This is a show about wrestling. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. And this week, we are going to be discussing our most wanted pieces of pro wrestling memorabilia. Uh, it's, uh, you know, something we talked about a little bit in a previous episode and, you know, more off the air. And we thought it would be fun to create a list of some of the pieces that we personally would most like to have um as you know or maybe you don't know there was the show um what is it uh hidden treasure yeah Yeah. most most wanted treasure yeah yeah where they would go around sometimes with the talent and seek out some of the pieces of memorabilia or gear or belt or whatever it may be um to you know put in the wwe warehouse and i guess at some point they're going to create a museum which will be cool when that actually happens uh mm-hmm. but uh yeah so leonard before we get to our lists did you create this list as like more of like stuff you just want to have personally or stuff that you thought was worth a lot of money and wanted to have it for that reason stuff that i would want to have personally and also, I tried to think outside the box. So I didn't go with common stuff that people collect, like belts, boots, trunks, the, the right. chairs from WrestleMania 30 or what have you, you know, right, right. That, pieces of canvas. Uh, so I really tried to think outside the box on some, on some weird, but what I would think would be, a, at the same time, cool memorabilia. Let's get started with uh, some of our honorable mentions here, Leonard. <laughs> and so one of the things that I kind of thought of at the end was you know and it kind of is a running theme for my list which is you know the pieces that i have a lot of them anyway are pieces that i think it would be cool to have on display not just because i want them but it would actually it would lead to a story you know like if people would come over to visit they'd be like oh man how'd you how'd you get that or you know and it would you know might be a story or what is that where'd you get that something to that effect um conversation type pieces um, and one of those that I thought of was one of Kurt Angle's fake gold medals. <laughs> now, early on in his WWE run, he had his actual gold medals. And mm-hmm. that would, uh, but that would change. Eventually, they would be, you know, ones that were created for his storylines. And uh, I think it would be cool to have just, you know, one or whatever, one or two, whatever uh number he had in like a random match i think it would be cool to have that uh just as a piece to have you know i i that's cool i like the idea i have a couple ideas close to that but now that you said that yeah like a kurt angle gold medal would be very neat to have yeah um another one that i have um you know i was trying to think of what you know what i would want from this tag team you know i didn't initially i was going to go with something from the legion of doom but i didn't like well it'd be cool to have their you know shoulder pads <laughs> yeah but then i was like well you know they're not really a favorite tag team of mine so like uh, one of my favorite tag teams was demolition and i think it would be cool to have just one of their masks mm-hmm. uh, early on they would wear the masks that covered their faces and uh you know, you get a, a mannequin head or something and you could easily have that on display in your house. And I think that would be cool. I think everybody who, even if they didn't watch wrestling would come through and be like, what is that? Why do you have that? Um, which would lead to conversation. So Because you're the gimp. <laughs> so Leonard, what are some of your honorable mentions? 
Uh, well, two honorable mentions because they were managers because I didn't put them on, on my list would be uh, Jimmy Hart's megaphone and Paul Heyman's old school cell phone back when he was Paul E. Dangerously. I've always wanted uh, a bit where Paul would like pull out like a smartphone and hit somebody with it and then look at it like it didn't do anything. Like right. five people would get the joke. I would be one of them. Um <laughs> Now, we came upon this topic because in our video on Ronnie Garvin and the WWF, I mentioned how I would love to have a hammer jammer shin breaker or shin guard. I'm sorry, a shin guard and a Garvin monogram towel that he had during the WWF run. And because we talked about that, I didn't put that on my list, although that is something I would absolutely love to have. And um, I know I mentioned this on the show. So this is an honorable mention because it was in my possession at one point. Uh, Carlito's Apple. We were at an indie show where Carlito was wrestling Chris Masters, did the Apple bit, and a security guard tossed me in front of the show, Dan Weber, the Apple. And uh, we took it back to the hotel room. We put it in a cup of Sprite because we found online that that would help to preserve an Apple. And then we left it in the fridge of the hotel room. So, and at the same show, Mickey James was wrestling Rebby Sky, Matt Hardy's wife, and was doing hair drag takedowns and ripped out a piece of Rebby's weave that got tossed to the floor that we did not get from the security guard. But Rebby Sky's weave, I will make an honorable mention as well. That's very specific. It's <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't even know what to say. That might be a little underlyingly creepy there, Leonard. You want somebody I, here? Yeah, I know. I only said that because I was adjacent to it. I could have had it in my collection. If you had that in your collection and like people brought up like, this is weird. Why do you have this? You'd be like, but I was there. I was there. (laughs) It's much better if you were there. Like if I would have bought it off of eBay, that's creepy. Yeah. You'll have a picture of yourself getting the hair at the event and (laughs) nobody will come to your house ever again. (laughs) I wonder, I wonder if Rebby would would pose for the picture. Like I get Rebby and Mickey with me and I'm holding holding the piece of weed. Also, never would happen with your wife there. I have a feeling. I just have a feeling if you wanted to display that particular piece, yeah, draw the line there. I don't as, know. As, as viewers and listeners know, I recently got married to the time of this recording, um, a little more than a month ago now. So, yeah, that would be one I would probably keep in the closet. That would be on display. <laughs> yeah, and then she'd find it, and you'd be in worse trouble. We could go down this rabbit hole farther. Um, um, you know, I think I would explain it, and I think she would understand it, and then I think she would be like, give it to Dan. Yeah, give it to Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's something Dan would have. Yeah. Um, Dan yeah. So let's get to uh, our actual list. And, you know, mine has some normal stuff and some really off-the-wall stuff. But uh, let's, yeah. let's start with, you know, kind of in between. So this is kind of a twofer. So I have on here Mick Foley's barbed wire bat, Barbie. Oh, yeah. Abyss's weapon, Janice. Now, this would have to be both of them at the same time. And like, you know, I'd kind of create like a display where they were kind of like this. Right. Um, as a, like kind of a crossway uh, for those listening. But uh, I think it would be cool to have those weapons. Now, you know, obviously mankind had a mask and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But to me, it would be cool to have those two pieces from the careers of you know two really i would say icons of hardcore type wrestling Um, it's it's the only piece of anything related to tna on my list by the way 
Uh, but I think it would be cool to have those two weapons side by side. And I think it would really get people talking. Like if that were, you know, I don't know if I would ever have that in my house because I have kids, but right. uh, it, would, it might be something for the garage to be like, oh man, what do you have that for? You know, well, let me tell you. <laughs> Even though it's a little bit different, what might be cool would be to have like one of Sting's black baseball bats. Like, like that's straight up down the middle. It's funny you mentioned, I was trying to think of something WCW related. Because I, re, I realized in my list, I didn't really have anything WCW related. And I was trying to think of something for Sting. And I was like, well, you know, his American flag jacket has been talked about and other things. And, you yeah. know, like that's something obvious, but. But yeah, one of his bats would be really cool as like a like kind of a triple a triple weapon display. There. Right. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go with that. Or if you wanted to go even further, one of Big Boss Man's nightsticks. I could create a weapons display, like in my basement somewhere. That would be that would be really for the gimp. So that would be really cool. I think having various notable weapons. I think that's a cool idea. So I numbered mine, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, but so the, the first one I'll talk about, and this is a weird one. It's a combo pack of Mr. Perfect's towel and gum. So Kurt Hennig, especially. Your collection so far is somewhat stalkerish. <laughs> I guess it is. Yes, it, is. Does it, get better? it gets better from here. I admit it gets better from here. So, you know, Kurt Hennig, especially in WWF, would come to the ring with a towel that he would toss behind his back and then catch. He would have the chewing gum. He would spit it out and hit it with his hand and he would hit it every time. And it was just such, I think, thinking back on it now, I think it's very iconic of his character, his entrance with the towel and the gum. There's a great YouTube video of him throwing the towel as he comes to the ring and it lands on Mr. Hughes's shoulder. I was just going to say that. That is classic. That's classic. And his reaction to it, which he clearly wasn't planning to do it that way, yeah. was just priceless. If anybody hasn't seen that clip, they need to go look. Yeah, look it up. It's very easy to find. But the, but the fact that the, the towel and the gum is so connected to perfect, and we're both big Kurt Hennig marks, and the fact that we would have the, uh, Kurt Hennig's DNA, so you could figure out how to clone him. If cloning ever became a thing, there's I a could big, clone. there's a Big Bang Theory reference right there. Uh, I could clone. Kurt Henning. Yeah, and a good luck convincing people that the gum you have belonged to Kurt Henning. <laughs> like, because I can only imagine, like, somebody walks into your room, you have Rebby's hair, and you have Kurt Henning's gum, and they're like, we need to uh, leave. Yeah. Man's house. <laughs> Another one I thought of similar to the gum would be a Razor Ramon toothpick. That's... <laughs> That's WWE's treasure show is never coming to your house. That's no. <laughs> if so they, they go apple. with Razor uh, Scott Hall and they're like, what happened to your toothpicks? Uh, they'd be like, well, I know a guy that has them, but we don't want to go there. <laughs> you don't want to go there. Yeah. Oh, God. That's funny. All right. Well, next up on my list is something a bit strange, but and I don't even know why I want this. Well, I kind of do. It is mm -hmm. the sacrificial symbol with the Undertaker and Stephanie McMahon from that skit. Now, this yeah. is a huge thing, right? Now, right. You know, Undertaker had caskets and, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't need a casket, <laughs> at least not until I'm dead. But mm. I think it would be cool in my garage. I don't have a garage. But if I did, I would display this symbol 
And like, can you imagine how cool that would look if you're coming into somebody's garage and you see that on the back wall? They'd be like, what the hell is that? I say mount it to the front of the house. (laughs) If you're going to do it, do it. I could make it a Halloween decoration for sure. All year round. But but keep it up and put Christmas lights on it for Christmas. (laughs) They would have to be purple and uh, purple and, uh, you know, black or purple purple and black. You could make that work. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Okay, so I'm less creepy here on out, I swear. (laughs) So my next item would be uh, one of Jake the Snake Roberts snake bags. A central point of most Jake Roberts matches was that olive green canvas bag sitting in the corner of the ring. I thought about putting this on my list as well. There you go. I thought this was really odd. I was like, who would want that? So I'm glad to hear that you also thought of it. Um, You know, and sometimes it would move because the snake was in it. Commentators would always talk about it. After putting a guy out the DDT, he would grab the bag, make a big show of opening it, and Damien would come out. It was also a part of some angles. Bobby Heenan stole the bag at one point uh, when he was feeding with Andre the Giant because Andre was scared of snakes. Um, Earthquake squashes Damien in the bag during that angle. This is something, too, of everything. We haven't talked about this if we would want things autographed. This uh, I would want autographed because without the autograph, it's just kind of a bag and you have to kind of tell the story. Without but the autograph, it goes along with the other pieces in your collection. <laughs> yeah, it's just random crap. So, but with, with the autograph, you see this Jake Roberts and anyone would go, oh, that's one of Jake's snake bags. So huge Jake Roberts mark. Again, I'm, I'm looking at stuff of people who I was huge fans of that would love to have something of theirs. And then thinking of Jake, the most iconic item of his other than a snake uh would be would be a canvas bag i i like that and uh yeah that's a cool one to have and uh you know on a side note the earthquake crushing damien i was young when that storyline unfolded and that crushed my universe (laughs) i was i was hook line and sinker bought that damien was squished by earthquake i was I'm a couple, bit older than me so yes you probably like okay this is ridiculous well, i don't know what did you think when you saw it I was, i'm i'm i think i'm two or three years i'm 42 so you are i'm 20 you you're 25 so <laughs> quite 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 a bit you saw it on videotape not even videotape you saw it on the cloud years later <laughs> yeah. um but uh no i was yeah i'm a little bit older than you so i do remember that at the time and and i did think oh you know he didn't really crush damien right. you know he, he couldn't wouldn't have let him do that so i think i thought it was probably a little more funny and not horrifying you were more hip to the uh, business i was more a little hip again i'm two if you will say i'm i'm a, i'm six decades older than you and uh, so i was a little bit i was just a little bit more so yeah i mean i thought was still, little, this will be your last show most likely it's... yes yes I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna my laptop recently died and now i'm going to follow it see i wasn't so, even gonna say anything about that but... yeah yeah there's there's a whole backstory here that you folks don't know that happened behind the scenes that'll be outtakes because that part is recorded yeah oh i can't imagine what my face looks like <laughs> when everything freezes and goes off the air on me so that will be be when we get to our very last episode ever i think we should play that play outtakes absolutely we can create outtakes. hold those yeah so i forgot what we were even talking about i think you're up next yeah i am up next we were talking about jake snake 
Jake the Snake. Yes, yes, the uh, earthquake angle. Um, and yeah, these are like probably not in as good of an order as I could have put them in, but that's okay. Uh, my next, I was trying to think of, you know, I was trying to think of people that influenced me or that were really big in terms of my fandom. And mm -hmm. so naturally I thought of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was like, well, what would I want to have from Stone Cold? You know, what did he have? Like, I was like, I thought I had remembered like one of his coolers being owned by somebody else. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I want that. And then I thought, oh, this is perfect. I want to own Stone Cold's four-wheeler. Where when Oh, he, yeah. When he was GM, he had the four-wheeler. And I think that would be a really cool piece to have. And I don't think anybody would think of that and to own but you know if somebody came over to my property i'm like oh you have a four-wheeler i'm like no 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 this is stone cold's four-wheeler right and you could that, drive around in it i mean it's practical right so yeah that that's that's my stone cold piece i like that because that was one thing i was trying to think of what is something that you could have and that you could still use right like jimmy Hart's megaphone would be fun to take to shows and to use at shows yeah. but the fact especially if you had like a big piece of property that you could tool around in it in the stone cold yeah. four wheeler. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. So next up I have one of Owen Hart's Slammy awards. Nice. So nice. Ha having a Slammy award just in general, I think would be cool. And nobody did more for the Slammys than Owen Hart. He carried it around all the time. He bragged about winning it. Um, he won in 1996 for shocker moment. Uh, for injuring Shawn Michaels. And then in 1997, he was going to present the best bow tie award and just stole the trophy and walked off with it and continued to have it. And right. one more famous Owen Hart images. If you Google Owen Hart, one of the first pictures that pop up is him holding both Slammy awards. Right. So, you know, even though Owen was a heel for most of his career, he's really beloved today. Part of that is the tragic way he's died. Part of that is because he's from along the wrestling family. But uh, I was trying to think of, of like items that like other people would collect. And some people do collect Emmy awards and, and Academy awards and things of that nature. You've heard of those being sold. So I thought of the Slammy awards and, you know, what's a better Slammy to have than one of the two that Owen carried with. Yeah. I like that. Um, and, you know, at the time when that storyline was unfolding with him stealing it, I was like, Oh gosh, this is so stupid. Like he didn't even, he didn't even win these and he's carrying around. Like, it's so like, Initially, I didn't like that. But thinking back on it, you're absolutely right when you say that he made the Slammy Awards. Yeah. Like, you think of the Slammys, you think of Owen Hart and pretty much no one else. No. Like, you know, and, and which is a credit to just how great of a heel he was. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I like that pick. Um, so my my next pick is, you know, and you remember you initially said you didn't go with any belts or anything like that. So I did like have a belt on my list and, okay. you know, obviously since I listened to Conrad Thompson's podcast, I know that like a lot of people have a lot of the well-known belts and I'm sure somebody has yeah. one I'm about to mention too. So, you know, as much as I would love to have one of Flair's big golds or Hogan's winged Eagle, I'm sure somebody owns those. I haven't really heard a lot though about the undisputed championship that Brock Lesnar won from the rock. Oh, okay. Now, shortly after that, they would split the title and Triple H was awarded the world title by Bischoff. And so they would have two belts on two different shows. Um, but Lesnar won the Undisputed Championship from The Rock. And I thought that that was an underrated looking belt mm -hmm. in the scheme of things. And uh, I think it would be cool 
to own that particular one because I thought that period where the championship was the undisputed championship because WWE was the only game in town pretty much and all the big names were there I thought was a cool era uh but uh yeah if I was going to own a belt I, you know I think it would be cool to own that one. I did consider belts. And, you know, we did our show talking about belts and a lot of our favorite belts and such. So, again, the winged eagle, the big gold belt. I think, like, you, if I was going to have a belt, I would want something obscure, like the Western States Heritage title that Barry Windham had. Right. Uh, again, being <laughs> a big Barry Windham mark, and that's such a weird belt to have. I think that's right. what I'd like to have. But, yeah, yeah, if you're going to do a belt for our list, I think something off the beaten path is great. And that one that Lesnar had, because it was around – just for a short period of time uh, would be a good one to have. Uh, next up I have, it's the item itself, not the person who had it. So a little bit different than what we've been talking about. And it is the WWF logo guitar used by Man Mountain Rock. Wow, that's very uh, obscure. Yeah, so I, I, I know you'll be able to find pictures. I'm sure as I'm speaking now, that there's a picture popping up for those of you watching on YouTube of this guitar, if you're not familiar with it. So several wrestlers have used guitars like Honky Tonk Man, Jeff Jarrett, Elias Sampson. And yes, I like to use both names. And, um, you know, I thought like a guitar would be cool to have from one of these guys like Honky Tonk Man. But they all use like these breakaway cheap acoustics is what right. they use. But this guitar was an electric guitar. It was the WWF bubble logo. Um, Man Mountain Rock would would play it, played it several times. From what I found in some quick research, there were apparently two of these made at least. One that Bob Backlund smashed. The other, which has been sold on eBay. And there is a picture of friend of the show, Brian Zane, of Wrestling With Regret, holding the WF logo guitar. I did not find the backstory to that. Awesome. Uh, but, but I am not a guitarist myself. I have several friends that are. Um, Special trivia about me, I actually own a guitar signed by the rock group Foreigner that I bought at an auction and paid way too much money for. Nice. Uh, but but I would like to, and, and that guitar too is something that you could have, if you go to shows, you could have other people sign. Sure. Like, especially people who are around in the area. For example, I'm going to the Akron Comic Con here in a few weeks from the time of this recording, and Sergeant Slaughter is going to be there. So Sergeant Slaughter would definitely sign the logo guitar you know so i think that's something that you could get a lot of signatures on and that would make it even cooler absolutely. uh to have. yeah no, absolutely that's a cool that's a cool one i had thought about a guitar i certainly didn't remember that one but uh <laughs> i had thought about putting a guitar on there but then like you i was like well a lot of these guitars are just kind of you know cheap throwaways but that one that one's a cool one to have yeah so is this our number one pick um i've got one left yes yeah. so mine's so. kind of a cheat then because i didn't realize how many numbers I had here. That's fine. But uh, yeah, so tied for first here, I would have, you know, I wasn't the type of person that wanted to have like tights <laughs> from a right. wrestler because I thought that that would be weird to have. Although if you watch that show on AD, a lot of those guys have that stuff. Um, yeah, I saw that now. But these are two items of clothing that I think are maybe a little bit more normal to have um one of my favorite matches of all time is uh wrestlemania 7 savage versus warrior and i think it would be cool to have savage's jacket and hat from that from his entrance there it, you know the blue and the white i thought was really eye-catching i think it would be cool to have that since it is my favorite match um so certainly something from randy savage 
And then on top of that, um, I would want to have Hogan's boots from one of the WrestleManias that he was in. Doesn't have to be any particular one. Just boots that he had in one of his WrestleMania main events, I think would be a really great find. And I'm sure collectors have these, you know, oh, yeah. maybe he has them himself. Who knows? I actually don't know how much memorabilia Hogan has of his own stuff. I don't think he really has ever talked about that, but um, I think it would be cool to have a pair of Hogan's trademark yellow boots uh, on display. Again, I think that that would be a great conversation piece yeah. uh, and just to be fun to fun to show people for sure. Another thing from Hogan would be neat would be a ripped t-shirt. I thought about that. Right? Yeah. I thought Hogan. about that as well. And I try to think of something from Randy Savage and, you know, I didn't think about a specific jacket or a specific hat type of thing, but that's very cool. I like that as well. Um, to have something from them. Now, something I thought of, but I didn't put on my list because I thought you might go for it. And it's actually a piece of clothing was Bret Hart sunglasses. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. You know, not because you, know, you could buy those from the catalog or from the merch tables, but ones that he would actually give to a kid. I think it would be better. I think for me, it would be cooler to have one of the jackets, leather jackets yeah. that he had from his heel run. Uh, yeah, like really a Calgary, nice. Calgary Hitmen, which is a hockey team, yeah, you know, that he is a part of or was. Um, but yeah, no, it'd be cool to have something from Bret Hart for sure. Yeah, so my number one is, um, probably the most common thing I have here on the list a WWE Hall of Fame ring. So, for any sports memorabilia collection, a Hall of Fame or a championship ring is a top prize, it's usually connected to a specific person. Um, and, uh, these have sold in the past. Sunny very infamously sold her ring at one point. I'm not sure really what happened to that. Right. Um, and while having one from someone I'm a big fan of would be cool. Like say Ric Flair or Bobby Heenan's rings. Um, I think as I thought about the one I would really want to have would be George, the animal steels ring. As I've mentioned on the show, um, I met George, uh, when he was a guest of ours at the monster bash, which is right. the, uh, monster movie convention. My friend Ron Adams runs and I did the Q and a on stage with him. I had dinner with he and his wife, uh, twice during the weekend. Um, I met George a couple other times when he was doing personal appearances in the area and hung out with him during those times. So since I have that personal connection to George, this isn't just a, a guy I met at a show once. Right. You know, I had discourse with him. I hung out with him. I I, I was friendly with him. I'm not going to say I was friends with George Steele, but I was friendly with him. Had a connection with him. That's why having his ring above all the rings that are out there would probably be the most special to me. And a ring is something you could display nicely in a box. It's also something if you're pretentious, you could wear. You could wear the Hall of Fame ring around. You could wear if you're it pretentious, out. I like that. Yes, I don't think I would wear it. I would very much. I would put it in a ring box i would have it on display you'd wear um, it and you'd chew kurt henning's gum and he'd have uh, razor's toothpick <laughs> razor's toothpick and ruby sky's weave coming out of my head yeah. but i would probably make like a little true and here's a, here's a nice one um dan has a mind doll an actually if you remember the period when george Steele carried the stuffed animal mind with him okay yeah 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 so Dan has, a, I believe it's a real mind doll that he got offline and had George sign. Nice. So I would probably want to make a little display of like the ring and a picture of George and, you know, something, something like that uh, to, to, off, to offset the ring. If I'm thinking, you know, what I would do with these items. I like the personal connection 
you know, uh, to that pick. I think it, it makes sense. And, you know, I've, I've heard you mention, you know, George Steele before. So, yeah, I, I like I like that. That's a good number one pick to have, uh, you know, something that means something to you. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, the only one I was trying to think of while we were sitting here, Leonard, uh, like I thought about Ric Flair a lot when I was making this list. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just I, so much attention is paid to his robes. Right. And obviously his robes are great looking and all that, but like, I don't know that I would necessarily want a robe um, because all the good ones are taken, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but it would be cool to have like the, a flare for the gold sign <laughs> somewhere on display, like the interview saying, but it'd be cool to just have that, you know, along with my undertaker sacrificial symbol. So you know, Ric Flair's robes are like Elvis's jumpsuits and capes. Like they all have names and yeah. there's all like specific ones and he wore them at specific times. And, right. you know, certain people have it. So I, that's very unique when you said that. Like the only thing comparable to Ric Flair robes are Elvis jumpsuits. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like you think about Ric Flair and he had so many pieces that you could really display. Like, you know, like you could have one of his Rolexes or a pair of his, but it's like, those are, not really, you know, you don't look at that and think Ric Flair right mm-hmm. away. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so like he's kind of a hard one because so many people want his stuff. All uh, right. But yeah. Another thing I thought when we were sitting here would be uh, Al Snow's head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure that he has the original or like one of the classic ones, you know. I would I guess, would although I, I could see at times where probably you never thought about holding on to something and then later you go man i wish i would have kept that but um, right uh actually i don't know if i've ever mentioned this on the show my uh, my good friend who was the best man at my wedding his wife is originally from ada ohio which is near lima which is where al snow's from right and she used to work at a gym that al snow would go into so she right. would talk to al snow almost on a daily on a daily basis that's really cool yeah. that's really cool well Leonard, if we can, I don't think we can think of any more. Well, we could probably think of a ton more. We probably, if we sat here all night, I'm sure we could continue on and on and on. Maybe we'll do a part two at some point of, of other things that we thought of. And I'll try not to be as creepy when we do part two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you know, it, I guess it would be uh, you could you could probably think of weirder, weirder things. Maybe that should be part two. Think of the weirdest or grossest um piece of, of memorabilia from somebody you would you would want to have there you go there you go we could definitely uh we could definitely do that well uh, barbed, we... barbed wire stained with terry funk's blood <laughs> that yeah that would be that would be an interesting one to have from japan yes from japan and that's part of my dna collection so <laughs> from your dna yeah well let us know what pieces of memorabilia you think you would like to have and uh let us know um for leonard my name is chad and we will see you next week and alexa will see you out